This episode of Murder Road Trip is brought to you by Oofy Stuck on a Cliff. Troy! Troy just left. Um, yeah, I don't really know what happened right now. Troy just kind of left the meeting. <laughs> um, so here I am. By myself. Um, he just texted me and he said, is that meeting still up? I hit leave meeting instead of got it. I'm screaming. Um, I don't know if he'll pop back on or not, guys. So it might just be you and me and Kitty. Oh, she's playing with a fuzzy. She's so cute. If anyone would like to donate to the uh, Get Kitty a Cute Caller Fund, my Venmo is a squinny underscore 14 or squinny 14. I don't know. But all her callers, I think either Klaus ate them or I lost them when I moved. So anyone does want to donate to the um get kitty a cute collar fund i did give you my memo and troy is back i literally <laughs> did you hear me say wait <laughs> i didn't hear anything you just kind of left and i was like oh all right it said recording <laughs> and i literally hit the button that said leave meeting and i went wait <laughs> Congratulations to Kenzie on winning oh, yeah. this coffee thing, of fucking course. <laughs> Literally, it was not rigged. It was not biased. I promise it was not rigged. She just got like five people to follow us and she posted us ev everywhere because she's insane. And Shannon texted me out of the blue and just said, pick a number. And I picked a number and it was Kenzie. <laughs> And I, like, didn't have all the numbers, like, together. Like, I, like, did a cute little pattern to it. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> I know everyone thinks it's rigged, but it's not. I promise. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. Welcome back to Murder Road Trip. We're recording, like, fairly early in the morning, which is new for us. Fairly or early in the morning. It is almost 12 p.m., <laughs> at your house. Okay, but it usually ten forty <laughs> here. <laughs> Earlier than usual. As I yawn. <laughs> but we are back for another super exciting, terrifying, and tragic episode of Murder Road Trip. Where are we going this week, Shani? We are in Mississippi. And this one is really tough. It's it's really it's actually really tough. Um, and it's not it happened like nine years ago, so it's still kind of kind of fresh. And Troy actually watched the same documentary I watched, so we're gonna have a lot more discussion with that if he remembers what happened. Um, <laughs> which is debatable, but we will be discussing the <laughs> tragic murder very gruesome and horrible murder of Jessica Chambers. Rest in peace to Jessica because she deserved so much better. Oh yeah. Way better than what happened to her. And it's still an open case, which we'll get into. So let's begin on December 6, 2014 in the small town of Cortland, Mississippi, about an hour Southeast of Memphis, Tennessee, Two men were driving down a back road when they noticed a car on fire on the side of the road. They call 911, as anyone should, when they see a car engulfed in flames um, at around 8 p.m. And when first responders get there, they saw the car was on fire, but it was abandoned. So they're starting to put out this very large fire. I mean, the entire thing was up in flames. It was engulfed. Uh, first responders said that they can all remember the heat and how hot it was. And all of a sudden, they see something start walking towards them from down the road, kind of coming out of the woods. At first, they literally thought it was some kind of creature. They did not think it was human. It turns out that what was walking to them was the burnt body of 19-year-old Jessica Chambers. 
She was so badly burned that her skin was basically falling off. Her hair was charred. Her tongue had been burnt so badly it was barely there. She was only dressed in her bra and underwear, and she kept saying, quote, someone help me, someone help me. The first responders immediately got a blanket to cover her up. They noticed how certain parts of her chest looked like there were different patterns of burn marks, like splash marks. The first responders asked her what her name was. She did manage to get this out. She said, Jessica. And um, they asked who did this to you. And they claim she said either Derek or Eric, which will come back later in this case. And it will be very important. Jessica was airlifted to a Memphis hospital to a large burn unit. Her family members were immediately notified. Her mother and father were divorced, but they still had a really great co-parenting relationship. Even though the dad did remarry, her father, Ben Chambers, was notified first. And he and his wife, Jessica's stepmom, immediately went to Jessica's mom's house. Her name's Lisa. And the stepmom literally was just screaming, they set her on fire. They set her on fire. So, of course, poor Lisa's very confused. And she's like, what are you talking about? I just talked to her like two hours ago. Like, what is happening? 95% and more of Jessica's body was covered in third-degree burns, which is burnt to the point of no regeneration of the skin and, in most cases, death. Unfortunately, Jessica did not make it through her injuries. Her mother was with her when she passed. She recalled telling Jessica that, quote, it was okay if she went, it was okay if she was in too much pain, that they would be okay, and it's okay to let go. They will get her justice. Her mother said that once she had said that, Jessica did, in fact, pass away. Uh, her cause of death was ultimately deep internal thermal burns and soot inhalation. The coroner said that flammable liquid was poured down her throat and then thrown all over her body as well. I didn't know it was down her throat. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Like it was, it like, shout out to Morbid because they did a really good episode on this. And of course, I'm obsessed with them. So, hey, um, <laughs> episode 106. Um, they got into it. They did a really good job in this. Um, they get it more into like the trial and everything more than I do. Yeah. But, um, they said that it was poured down her throat and even coming out of her nose. So, like, her nasal oh ca- cavity was, like, falling out. Someone physically forced opened her mouth and poured it down her throat. That's horrible. So, everyone in the small town either knew Jessica or knew who she, she was. It was, like, a population of, like, 500 people. Growing up, she had an in- interesting home life. Her father yeah. was arrested for selling meth when she was young, and he was incarcerated. But he turned his life around and he opened his own auto body shop. He eventually started working with the police department as well, kind of being their official little auto guy. Jessica played softball growing up and eventually got into cheerleading. Everyone described her as this really sweet girl, but she was also tough as nails. Uh, She was well-liked in school, but some people did say that she fell into, quote, the wrong crowd. Mm, That's right. But I don't necessarily know what that means. For high schoolers. Because <laughs> they literally thought that if you were like smoking weed, you were a horrible human. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, So back at the crime scene, about an eighth of a mile away from where the car was found on fire, a man found her car keys and he either found them the day after or a few days after. So they sent that in to get DNA testing. They also found her cell phone right by the door of the car. They sent in a warrant to get her cell records, um, but they could only get them for the last 24 hours that she was using it, which is stupid, but yeah. Also, I do want to mention that whenever they found the car, the passenger seat was pushed down Yeah. in a lying position. I forgot to put that in there, but that's important to, to note. So, yeah. So they got her cell phone records. Um, and according to her cell phone records, she spent the morning of December 6th with two friends, Keisha and a man named Quentin Tellis. They drove around for a little. The girls dropped Quentin off at his home, which was right next to a little convenience store called the M&M store. Basically, think of it as a drunk sheets. Okay. Just like a sheets. Um, at this point, Quentin's story checked out as well. 
Um, Jessica came home at around 1230. She took a nap and she was woken up from her nap by a phone call at around 445 p.m. Uh, she told her mom she was going to go to the M&M store to get something to eat and clean her car. And then she said that she would be home later to clean her room. According to the gas station camera, she was there around 540, uh, then went to a local town named Batesville after that, which was like 50 minutes away or so. And she was back in Cortland at around 645 because that's when she called her mom. Her mom said that when Jessica called her, it was odd because it was very quiet in the car. And um, Jessica was the kind of person that would always have like music or something happening in the, in the car whenever she was like driving around and stuff. And she said that she was just super quiet and she had a weird feeling about their last interaction. The last time her cell phone would ping, which is like bounce off the tower or something like, like yeah. that. I don't really know what that means. Um, would be when she got to the spot where her car was found on fire. The last time her cell phone would quote unquote ping would be when she got to the spot where her car was found on fire at about 7.35 p.m. The signal from her phone stopped at 8.04 p.m. They think the reason why it stopped was because the phone got too hot. Probably. Like they they think it, that was like the, just like the, that's why the fire made it like that. It's also amazing to me that they can get like records from your phone from a phone in that type of like, you know, know what I mean? Cause like if you drop like your in phone in that condition water, where it's like completely yeah. destroyed. Yeah. yeah. And they can still like get it. It's just crazy to me. Spooky stuff, man. Uh, so back to the Eric or Derek thing. Cause that's like, that's like the main thing of this entire case is the fact that they think she said Eric or Derek, I have feelings about it. I'm sure Troy will have feelings about it. <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end. Anyway, so back to the Eric or Derek thing. There was no one in her phone with that name. They literally checked every Eric and Derek in the local area along with a Jarek. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, 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 that's like poor kid. He's probably like, oh, what? How do like I get local areas and everything like, like that. Like even in Batesville and nothing came up. Literally. They, Wasn't it, it like over 400 people? Yeah. Like, it was an insane amount of people that they were like, do you know this girl? And where were you? Like, yeah, what were you up to? Well, they did talk to that one guy, Derek Holmes, um, who a few of her acquaintances said that he was, like, stalking her. Um, but oh, his that's alibi right. checked out because he was at home that night with his family. Um, and he was actually at home that night rubbing his mother's feet. <laughs> that's <laughs> That was like Lockhart alibi. And everyone was like, yeah, he was definitely at home, you know, rubbing mom's feet, having a good good time. And weren't they like, why were you doing that? And he was like, I do that every night. Or yeah, like, he like, was he was like, like <laughs> he was super like, is that weird? Like, he was like, no, yeah, he was like, it's just, that's just, I was, that's what I'm doing. Like, that's what I do. Like, I don't what know I do what the problem on, is. On my, you know, yeah. And they're like, all right. <laughs> it checked out i mean everyone else said the same thing so no, right yeah, like, yeah let that go um so at this point they only had the little signal pings they hadn't been able to get into any messages or anything on her phone at that point but eventually they did get those records um, which is also insane to me that they just have your text yeah, records that they can out there records. yeah all you little dirty people out there sending them dirty little texts you <laughs> they're out there and Someone they will be found them, <laughs> and they will be found um so the last text she received that night the night she was murdered um which was actually received a few minutes before the 911 call came in was from quentin tellis it said something along the lines of, quote, hi, Bay, can't hang out tonight, friend coming over, sweet dreams. We remember Quentin said nothing about possibly hanging out with Jessica that night. He only said that he saw her in the morning with her with her friend Keisha. So let's keep that in mind. So already the cops are like, don't you think it would be kind of important to tell us that you texted her? Like, literally the evening of yeah like why would you keep that from us 
yeah. So the police were like, all right, so um, can we have your cell phone records? <laughs> and no. he like willingly gave them, he was super cooperative. Um, and like he went on to tell the police that he did borrow his sister's truck to go to Batesville um, to get something for his girlfriend who lived in Louisiana. So he had a girlfriend. Well, he was, was in this trying weird to get thing with Jessica. With Jessica. Well, because they had done things, right? Yeah. We'll get into that, but you know. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he's like, Yeah, I went to Batesville. Um, and then I brought the truck back to my sister. I went to the store again, the M M&M and M store, because he lived right across from that store. Um, and then I went home. Oh, that's right. And the whole story did check out. However, they did go and like check his property because they were already are already there, and they found a few gas cans in his shed, which like is not odd, but like also given the circumstances, it's kind of odd. So they were like, we can't really pin this on on you, but like that's weird that. Like, but also it's very suspicious that there's like and i think they were like full gas cans too because he had a motor or a dirt bike and i think they oh, said it, yeah, yeah. it was like full gas cans it wasn't like empty yeah. they were like yeah so it was something was odd about the gas cans and then quentin's story changed about five times on top of this so he just kept like changing it anytime the police would come up with something else he'd be like oh wait um, yeah, that didn't happen. I actually was doing this and I was over here and then I was doing this. And then on no, top literally. of this, <laughs> on top of this, Quentin was charged in Monroe, Louisiana, where his girlfriend lived for an unauthorized use of a credit debit card and marijuana possession. Mm. But the real thing that got him, uh, the card that he was illegally using belonged to Ming Chen Hazao, uh, who was a foreign exchange student. And she was found stabbed to death in her apartment and she was stabbed over 30 times did you not know that did you forget i must have because i don't remember that yeah because your face right now you're like wide-eyed mouth open no literally me what <laughs> yeah they like hadn't heard from her in a few days so the apartment guy the like oh wait landlord, i do yeah yeah, yeah. remember now the landlord yes, was like, hmm, this is weird. So they went into her apartment and they found her like in like a pretty extended state of decomposition and she had been stabbed like 30 times. Hadn't she been there for like 10 days? Yeah. That's why she she, she was in like like a pretty her state of decomposition was not was a little was rough. And it's just really odd that he somehow got that card. I don't know. And she's also like dead. And <laughs> she's also yeah. Sounds a little suspicious, Quentin. <laughs> so, he was not charged with her murder. He was just charged with like the fraudulent use of the credit card and the unauthorized use of marijuana. <laughs> unauthorized use. Of marijuana. <laughs> I hope that's charged somewhere. <laughs> uh, but still, that's super suspicious. So, they arrest him for this and Again, they're kind of like, wait, weren't you kind of involved in the Jessica Jane Chambers case? And he's like, well, maybe. <laughs> Not directly. <laughs> so once again, his story changes. So he kind of like, it's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to tell you the truth this time, guys. This is what happened. Like he for says, real this time. <laughs> he's like, I'm being for, for real. He's like, I was with my friend Big Mike the night of Jessica's murder. And the police are like, who the fuck is Big Mike, dude? Like, <laughs> like, what? So they found this Big Mike character. And Big Mike was like, no, dude. I was in Nashville watching a Titans game. So Quinn was definitely not with me. <laughs> My favorite thing about this attempt at an alibi from him is, like, it was not thought through literally at all like you think he would have like told big mike he was going to be telling these people that he was with him yeah and big mike was like i could not have been further away from this man he's like i was time. literally in that nashville like i was like not he's like i was enjoying a good football game i don't me... know if the were good that year but like <laughs> me and not. my truck we're both in nashville. Me and my truck we're both oh yeah that is what he said he's like 
me and my truck were both at the Titans versus Giants game. (laughs) 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 So, like, he was... Quentin was not in my truck. Dude, I don't understand why you keep lying to us. Like, it's not helping you. It's making you look worse. Way worse. Way worse. So, they... The police then pull out some old text messages they found from him and Jessica. And the text messages that Quentin was sending Jessica got a little raunchy. Um, he kept asking Jessica to hook up. He would say how horny he he was. And at one point, Jessica literally replied, I love this re- reply and I love her. And I feel like she would have been just a really great friend. She literally replied, quote, oh, Lord, period. <laughs> I love her absolute queen like she was not interested like that is like a green light of you're annoying me stop talking about it you hear that man if a girl replies to you and says oh lord or omg or haha stop it the conversation is over immediately stop (laughs) we're not interested we don't care (laughs) okay we just want to eat our chips and peas that's for sure. So she said she wasn't interested, but the thing was they had hooked up a few weeks prior to the murder. But Quentin said that, you know, they hadn't hooked up since then. So now the police start comparing the two phones, as in Quentin's and Jessica's, the night of the murder. And after about 6 p.m., they seem to have very similar pings going off. Like... They were very close together, a.k.a. kind of like their little dots were on top of each other. So the police are like, um. You were definitely with Jessica right now. In the exact location where she died and at the same time. This looks a little sketchy. So (laughs) with all this information, the prosecution came up with this theory. They basically came up with the theory that Jessica and Quentin were together that night. They went to Batesville together, then they went back to his house, and at some point, Quentin wanted to hook up with her, and she said no, she wasn't interested, and they think that he got mad at her, and somehow might have knocked her out, or like, she passed out, or something along those lines, he panicked, he got his gas can, since he was already at home, he drove the car to where the car was found he got the accelerant he poured it down her throat he threw it all over her and he just lit the car on fire and then left um another huge blow to quentin's case is that as soon as all this happened he deleted all of their texts and he deleted her contact in his phone oh that's right and when the police asked him why, he's like, well, I just don't want a dead person in my phone. Oh, yeah. He, like, completely blew it off. Like, he, like, was so weird about it. He was like, well, it I mean, was so nonchalant. he's not going to be she's texting like, yeah, me. Yeah, like, well, she's, like, gone, so I don't want it, like, taking up my phone space. Disgusting. So what you're saying is, like, so he was, like, basically trying to, like, stage this as if it were a car crash. I don't know what you he think? was trying. I don't whoever because we can't say it's him because we don't we don't know it's him. That's, but, that's true. So that's true. I mean, the evidence is really piling up. Like his DNA was found like on the car keys. Um, obviously, like the phone pinging is very. I mean, you can't get much more clear than that. But then again, there was a lot of like speculation with the whole crime scene itself and how apparently the police didn't really do a good job of getting evidence from the crime scene like it's a it's a whole thing you should really watch that doc doc documentary because it explains it a lot better than so uh the trial was pretty much pure chaos the defense really hammered on the whole eric derrick thing and while a first of the The defense really hammered on the whole Eric Derrick thing, while a few of the first responders said that they could not distinctly make out what Jessica was saying. 
Others said she for sure said Eric or Derek, which to me, my opinion is coming in now. (laughs) We have to think about the circumstances of the injuries that were inflicted upon her body. This girl had accelerant poured down her throat. And was set on fire. And was set on fire. The <laughs> um, likelihood of being able to get anything out of her that would make sense or sound like a the same word is like bar none. Because the, um, I don't know if it was a burn specialist or if it was a speech pathologist, but they said that Whenever you have burns, they eventually turn into le- like a leather substance. Ooh. And I just know from taking a vocal ped that, you know, your vocal cords rub against each other to make noises. Well, if they're burnt like that, you have leather upon leather. How can you make out? Also, her tongue was not there. <sighs> So how can you make out certain, you you know, I don't know. That just really, to me, I don't know. The whole Eric Derek thing, she could have said that, but then then again, it could have been just like in the moment and the first responders were just like latching on to anything that they, you know, could kind of maybe comprehend. Because like there was no witnesses, like literally nothing. So the fact that she like said that like but then i remember in morbid they talked about how one of the first responders kind of asked her the question back and said did eric or derek do this to you and she said no interesting so this poor girl was probably just like trying like in her last moments of consciousness was probably trying to get who did this to her out and I just can't imagine being like that type of pain that she was in like that, like, like burns, like, like, I just can't imagine it. Like I burn my tongue and it hurts. On like, like hot food. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, my tongue is going to fall, fall out. So I can't. So yeah, the defense just, that was like their main like point of execution was like well she said eric or derek and quentin's name is clearly not eric or derek and they would also kind of try to frame jessica as like this girl that like kind of was in the wrong crowd and you know they said how she sold drugs and it could have been a drug deal gone wrong yeah definitely playing off or trying to make her seem like not like the angel that everyone was trying to make her seem. They were like, well. They're like, yeah, well, she like sold drugs and she like smoked weed and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, she's 19. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I get the defense has to be doing defense things, but I don't like when they discount the character of the victim. Just because that's the only thing that they have. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this, there was also a mistrial twice. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because the jurors didn't know what an anonymous answer was. They didn't know that they all had to agree on a verdict. So when the judge was like, do we have a verdict? And the, what's the main jury called? The juror called? I don't know. Well, the person who speaks, they like went up there and they're like, we find the defendant i think they said not guilty at first and then this guy one of the jurors oh yeah he like spoke up in the middle of it he like spoke up in the middle of it and he was like um i didn't find him not guilty and the judge was like was like oh great oh my god and the judge was like are you kidding me you people so he sent them back again and they deliberated again for a few hours and they came back and the judge was like, did you all <laughs> come up with the same answer? And the speaker was like, yeah. So again, they do it again. And again, someone goes, I think he's guilty. <laughs> so they had to do a mistrial. 
So mistrial happens and this case is still ongoing. I think there might be a trial for him this year. This year. I think either for this case or a different case, but um, yeah, there's ID has a whole two hour special about it. I think it's just called like the Jessica Chambers case or something. Morbid has a great episode. It's called it's um, episode 106. There are articles all over the internet. Um, just find a reputable source. Um, Oxygen also does a podcast about it. That's like seven parts. So if you want more information than what we could give you in our short time span that we have, um, check those out. Um, I think you'll find them very insightful. Um, Troy, any insight? Any comments, questions, concerns? I don't know. Not not really anything that we haven't said like they just really they really played on the eric and derek thing like i remember the attorney being like she said like something like she said eric or derek and we do not have an eric or derek on trial today and oh yeah and then she was like the person who should be on trial is eric or derek and i was like oh that's right that's right i was like i get you're doing your job but like yeah, and, like, I get that, because even, like, they couldn't find any Eric's or Derek's in her phone, like, all of this, like, crazy... Wait, I forgot about this. Quentin's sister's ex-boyfriend name is Derek. Oh. And she had Derek tattooed on her hand. Jessica did? No. Quentin's sister. Interesting. But nothing really came out of that, so... I, I just didn't... don't think she said Eric or Derek. I'm I'm gonna be honest, just from what the speech pathologist said about how you make words and how words like come out of your mouth and stuff like that. Like she had no tongue. Her esophagus was burned. Like I honestly think that the first responders were so traumatized because I mean, this is a small town. They don't see that every day. Mm-mm. you know what I mean like it's not like a big city where like you're constantly having like traumatizing gunshot wounds and everything like that so I feel like they so, were so like up in arms and tra- traumatized that they kind of just like not made it up but they they heard what they wanted to hear to try to make sense of what happened if that makes sense yeah but also like she said her name like she was able to get her name she said it was like how they say she pronounced it like thambers like like that's like a thing like she could not say yeah yeah like the hard consonants and stuff i don't know it's just and then her poor mom passed away in 2021 oh i didn't last year i think yeah or in 2020 which is really sad it's just really, really sad. Like, even I texted you whenever, because they were like, oh, they found a burning car. And I was like, oh, burning car. And then... Oh, yeah, like, you were not expecting this at all. No, like, I was... Because they were I'm pretty... Like, they didn't make it, like, mysterious or anything. Like, you knew that this person had, like, passed away. So in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, a burning car. Like, there was, like, like they're going to find someone in the car. Yeah, like, they were dead or whatever, and then they were, like, someone was walking towards them, and, like, they were, like, was she still on fire? Or was she just, like, super, super burned at that point? I think she was, I think she was still on fire. I think there were parts of her that were still on fire. I can't remember, but I was just, like, oh, my gosh, like, this poor girl is still alive, That's what I find in, like, how did she get out of that car? Like, she must have found some willpower in, in there that was, like, oh, man. I, yeah, it's just so, it's it's just so sad. That's Mississippi. Um, One of our tougher cases, especially since it's newer. Um, yeah, it's pretty fresh. She was also just a super cute girl. Like she was blonde and she was like 
apparently like her mom said she weighed like a hundred pounds on a good day. She was like five foot. Like she was just this cute little like dainty little thing. And like super, super sweet. I remember them saying like she was friends with everyone. Like she yeah. would talk to anyone. Like she was just like extremely personable. Um just very, very sweet. So it's very, very it's just sad. Very sad. Are you crocheting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make murder road trip hats? No, but like I should. No, you don't have time for that. They don't take too long. Well, we need to do the stickers first. Those are easier. You want to see my hats? Here's a hat. Wait, they're so cute. It's not done. It's like really, really tiny though. Cause I <laughs> remember whenever you made that hat for that lady and it had like the ears. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I think I have that photo somewhere. Oh, when I had to try it on. <laughs> Here's this one. Wait, those are so cute. I'm going to make Troy post a picture of his hats to the pod. He does have an Etsy shop. <laughs> and then this is the last one that I have. Wait, those are really I didn't know they were going to be that cute. You're the second person that said that. I was on FaceTime with Cody the other day, and one of his coworkers walked in. And I don't know. I don't remember what he said, but he was like, show her. Oh, I think I was, like, actively making something at the time. And he was like, show her one of your hats. So I showed her one, and she was like, oh, I was expecting them to be, like, some, like, crappy crocheted <laughs> hat. She was like, that, like, literally looks good. Like, she was like, I'm shocked. We love a talented crocheter. <laughs> yeah, follow my my Etsy Instagram that I also don't keep up with. <laughs> oh my god. So I have an idea for next ep episode. It's kind of backtracking, but... That's fine. I realized that I never covered The Conjuring House <sighs> in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few states ago. And I really want to do the Conjuring House. I don't think anyone would object to it. Mm -mm. So I think I'm going to do that next. Um, maybe I'll do research in like a public place so my house doesn't get haunted. But yeah, haunt the sheets. Oh, you don't have a sheets. Haunt the stars. I don't have sheets down here. Now it's time for Silly Laws with Troy, the portion of the show when Troy found some silly laws on Google about Mississippi, and he's going to tell me, and I hope they're really funny. <laughs> anyway, here's Troy. <laughs> Alrighty, so this is from onlyinyourstate.com. And this has, like, no, like time stamp on it so i have no idea if Brilliant. these are like or if these are still like active and for this first one i really hope that this is from like very long ago oh no <laughs> so oh no <laughs> it says of course murder is illegal however it is not illegal to kill one's quote servant isn't that messed up? Um, I hope that was from like the 1700s. No, literally. And like there's no um description on it either. Like that's it. That's all it says. And there's no time like Mississippi, if uh that bet uh uh, <laughs> uh I just have no words for that one. I hope you guys figure that out. <laughs> like that's like I hate that. Let us know if you know, because. I'll go down there and I will raise some hell in the government. No, literally. Number two, when deciding where to keep your horses, remember that it is illegal to house them within 50 feet of any road. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. I wonder kinda... if that's like a universal law. Because you don't see horses next to the road. Mm -mm. Well, that's safe for them. Yeah. 
it must be like cows and stuff hey honeys i'm driving right by you cows, whatever horses <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> um number three claiming that you'll marry a woman just to seduce her is a crime so don't utter those four words for the sake of a night of fun what four words i love you okay, oh. i'll marry you i, I will, will marry you or will you marry me or something <gasps> i don't know that's illegal wow yeah if you are I just hope like we, i hope these crazy laws that we say just like cause mass chaos in all these states <laughs> and like all of our little like murder road trip fans like start like running around saying what getting all these people arrested yeah <laughs> get to it honeys <laughs> number four church is important in mississippi and if you interrupt a service you can be arrested by any private citizen oh So, okay, the, immediately I thought of the crying babies in church. We're just arresting crying babies back and forth. like <laughs> The ones that just like, I remember, so whenever we, um, I went to Catholic school, um, well, I'm so Catholic, but whenever I used to go to church regularly with my family, we had a priest named Father O'Brien. And like in the middle of the homily, which is like basically just like the, um, uh, the like message um of yeah, the day yeah. babies if babies would start crying he would literally stop <gasps> yeah, he would like stop and stare for a little bit and like kind of do like a big sigh and then start again <laughs> oh so he was like irritated like he wasn't just waiting for the sake of waiting <laughs> he was the best <laughs> i used to ask him about exorcisms all the time so he definitely thought it was weird <laughs> and catholic school because like we had like confirmation in our eighth eighth grade yeah and, um, he would like come in like every for friday and like we would talk about stuff and i would always ask him um about exorcisms and then one time i remember i asked him if pets went to heaven and he said no because they like, don't have souls and i said um you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> nala obviously has a soul I think I literally caused like everyone I think in the classroom just like gasped whenever <laughs> he said no. They're all like <laughs> unrest. <laughs> anyway, continue. That is so funny. Number five, according to one town's laws, any groom to be must, quote, prove himself manly before marriage by hunting and killing either six blackbirds or three cows. dang i'm not gonna say i want that at my wedding but i am gonna say i want something like that at my wedding i kind of want to do like a pig chase listen we can make it happen <laughs> i think it'd be really really fun for everyone <laughs> for everyone and then if my like fiance doesn't win then we like don't get married so it'll really like prove to me if he actually wants to be with me or not you know what i mean Ooh, it's a great idea the stakes are high with this one <laughs> i think it's a great idea so I don't know. Whoever you are out there, watch out, honey bun. You better get ready to catch a piggy pig. <laughs> better find the right cowboy. <laughs> yeah, they don't exist here in Nashville. They're all fake. Oh. That's a read. Anyway, continue. Number six. If you were a parent to one illegitimate child, that's no problem. But if you have two illegitimate children, you could face up to one month in jail. <laughs> so not only are you getting jail time because you told a woman you were going to marry her so you could, like, hook up with her. But then but now, she had a bastard she, child. And now yeah, she's now she's jail. pregnant and has your kid and you're, like... <laughs> Two for two. Like, let's get, let's get that under control, man. Seven. It's already known that polygamy itself is illegal, but in Mississippi, it is illegal to explain it to someone. <laughs> I 
I just want to know where these laws are. Like, are they in the archives of Mississippi? Like, in no, like, yeah, the like, capital and laws? the government built the building? Yeah, and, like, what happened that these had to be put on paper? <laughs> I bet you someone started explaining polygamy to someone, and they got really mad, and they probably, like, punched him or killed him because he got mad. Something. <laughs> so, anyway, don't do that. <laughs> Number eight. Better watch your mouth while in public because using profane language carries a fine of up to $100. Well, guess I won't be going to Mississippi anytime soon. Well, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. Need a shave? Well, don't do it in the center of Main Street because Tylertown Law prohibits this act. <laughs> it's it's your facial expressions after each and every one of them that kill me because you're like this why <laughs> people out there swinging razors what'd you say i said people out there swinging razors yeah like why are we trying to shave in the middle of the street <laughs> they want to be sweeney todd i guess did i miss one oh, no that was nine number 10 What are you doing? Ten minutes. I got a notification that oh. our meeting's over. Uh, number ten. Ever heard the term "living in sin"? Oh well, no! In Mississippi. This term should be "living in violation of the law" since it is illegal to live with your significant other if you're not married. That's not real. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way that that's. that's I mean, real. it might be. No. If they're like. These other ones, they're, like, very, like, how, like, church is very important and that kind of stuff. If they, like, have those beliefs, I wouldn't be shocked if they have it illegal to live with someone before you're legally married. People do that, though. They're not in jail. Not in Mississippi. <laughs> um, number Man, 11. some of additional. these southern states are out here wilding. No, literally. <laughs> the Bible Belt, baby. <laughs> Number 11, additionally, sleeping with someone who isn't your spouse is also illegal and carries a fine of up to $500 and or six months in prison. So at this point, you're almost up to a year in prison if you are not married, told someone you were going to get married, but then just fucked them to get them pregnant. Like we're. And then you have a bastard child. Yeah. Like this. Not just one. You have to have two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one. All right. Like, okay, fine. One, we can, we can definitely excuse that. But two bastard children? Absolutely not. Like, come on. Like, you knew. Twelve. In Columbus, the fine for shooting a gun in public is actually less than the fine for waving a gun in public. <laughs> Some of these, I just, I really don't have anything to say because I just don't understand them. Yeah, same. Also, is there a Columbus in Mississippi? There's, like, a Columbus everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, like, so many little towns that are... <laughs> mic down <laughs> did you hear that yes it was really <laughs> funny because like we could hear you screaming but also it was all of a sudden quieter than because your microphone wasn't next to you and like I didn't, I didn't even do anything like I just like <laughs> I don't know. I was looking at my email and I just, the I don't know what happened. I'm so excited. Please either keep that <laughs> audio in the episode or like save it on. <laughs> Man, that's, that could be our BP. <laughs> I'm dead, man. <laughs> All right. Number 13, intemperance and Lit oh my gosh, live in temperance and thinking of taking your dog for a walk. Don't forget your four legged friend's diaper. That's right, walking <laughs> a dog without dressing it in a diaper is illegal in temperance. I just don't think any of these are real. I think people are just making them up. They literally can't be. <laughs> it is also illegal to make love in public and sell cat meat. Just in case any of you. We're trying to. Just in case any of yeah, any of you weirdos out there, as in are we weirdos are into cat meat, please don't be, because that just sounds 
like a horrible time for everyone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in to this. At least they always get kind of a little brain break with us. You know, you never know what's going to happen on here. A That's mic true. could fall. Oofy could get stuck. <laughs> Oofy is Cannon's automatic vacuum cleaner, by the way. <laughs> yes, I got. Yes, that's his name's Oofy. He doesn't have a real name yet. Maybe like, uh, like, I don't know. Oofy. Um, we can do a poll. Oofy-er. I'm gonna do a poll to see what I should name Oofy. Yeah. So tune in next week. Um, I know we're gonna do a little backtracking, but I mean, at this doing- point, what? What do you expect from 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 us? Okay, okay. <laughs> I should have backtracked like ten episodes ago, but you know we're we're doing our best. Ten, only ten. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're just kidding. Like fifteen. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening. If you would like any more information on Jessica, um, make sure to watch those ID specials or any of the podcasts that Shannon mentioned earlier. They have a lot of um, more specific details or any more information if you would like to know anything else. I'll link them in the show notes so you guys can have easy access to them. Gucci gang. Except not the ID one because I'm not giving any more people my password for my Discovery Plus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like 15 people have it at this point. yeah if you have discovery plus you can catch that special on there um go find our instagram at murder road trip pod give us a follow we post fun stuff sometimes um find us getting better (laughs) new year new us um find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts every sunday unless me and shannon um can't <laughs> send your spooky stories or funny silly goofy things to our email we might feature you on the pod and that is murderrt at gmail.com give us a like rate subscribe um, steal your besties phone and subscribe force them to listen to our stupid mumbling um i think we're a great great time what'd you say i said i think we're a great time <laughs> um hopefully we have some more contests and hopefully some merch or fun like little sticker things will be coming your way shortly and we will give you information on that as soon as we have it aka as soon as troy makes them (laughs) and hopefully Mackenzie won't win any more um things so people don't think that um yeah Kenzie it's rigged Kenzie you 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 can't be in this sorry what did you say I said Kenzie can't be in it anymore sorry Kenzie's disqualified Okay, everyone, we'll have a great rest of your week. Um, make it a lovely week. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm really bad at positive talks. Um, dude, and we'll see you next time oh. talking about some spooky spooks. Um, hopefully nothing spooky spooky happens while we are talking about the spooky spooks. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye.